Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium, an intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hello everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. I am very excited for this episode. I may say that every single time I record, but this is one that I have wanted to do since I started this podcast. Um, And it is titled, You Are Not Disconnected Ever. So this is going to be the shortest episode ever. I hope you've enjoyed it. Totally kidding. But this is the truth. I hear this come up all the time. I hear people who choose to work with me through mentorship or in my classes say, I'm disconnected, I'm disconnected, I'm disconnected. And it just drives me up the wall because we are never disconnected. If we truly believe that we are spirit, that we are soul and spirit, we can never be disconnected from love from the other side, from God, from source, we are never disconnected. And people, even if you think of death, like we're even more connected. So I just want to talk a little bit about my philosophies around this very popular term, um, which I'm hoping after this episode, you will hit um, synonyms on Google and try to find different words to use for what you might feel as disconnection. Because in my opinion, disconnection and disconnected are very low, 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 low vibration words, and they are not ones that we want to have in our toolbox. So let's get going around this topic. Now, first and foremost, I'm a little emotional because I started a blog in 2014. I will never tell anyone what it is, (laughs) but I really captured my mediumship development journey the most vulnerable blog you'll ever see because I captured every experience that ever happened to me, every hang up, every fear, every doubt, all the turmoils through two pregnancies and your death experience, you know, trying to live in the corporate world and thrive and survive there as well as be a spiritual being in the closet. Like this blog was everything to me and I contributed to it all the time. There's probably like over a hundred posts on there between 2014 and 2017 when I decided to go professional and I put that in air quotes. (laughs) It feels weird to say, but I get really emotional because when I thought about this topic, I think about my own experiences thinking I was disconnected and it makes me really emotional. And I went back to my old blog, which I was still able to find online and I went back to my old posts around where I felt truly abandoned by spirit and truly forgotten. And it makes me really emotional because I remember how I felt back then. So I'm going to go through a bit of that, but you have to understand, and I say this in a lot of my podcasts, I only speak about what I have truly experienced myself. The last thing I want is for the world to believe that I am like holier than thou, or I think that I am more connected than other people, and that is absolutely not the case at all. So I need you to know, first and foremost, that when I speak about all these topics in a very vulnerable way, it's because I have gone through it. I have Googled, why am I disconnected? Why is spirit not talking to me anymore? Am I in trouble? Am I being punished? I have Googled all this stuff, and I have documented it in my mediumship development journey. 
And this is something that I really encourage everyone to do who is on a development journey is to journal. Now I chose a blog because I can't read my own writing so I need to type it out and chances of me actually going back to like a word document or actually keeping one and not losing it was low so I created a blogger account and captured it and I gotta tell you I am so freaking glad I did because every once in a while I'll go back to it and I'll just kind of like chuckle and I'll really kind of get a sense of pride in how far I've actually come and how long I've stuck it out because the development journey is not rainbows and butterflies. It is not, you know, we expect it to be like, oh, I'm getting closer to God. I'm getting closer to spirit. So everything's going to be amazing. No, when you choose this path with intention and with integrity, you will be challenged more than you were then when you were oblivious to development that is just the nature of the game it's around remembering it's around remembering that we are one with source we are one with god we are connected by unseen energies and never ever severed or disconnected and so the spiritual development journey is around that remembrance of that fact So when we first come into this place, this crazy world that we choose to have this human experience from, we come directly from source. And you can imagine what a traumatic experience that must be for, you know, the soul of a baby coming in through the womb into like this bright, you know, in most cases like hospital setting, and it could be quite harsh, gravity hits, all these emotions probably start coming out. I'm sure that there's a lot of um, intelligence within that experience where the baby and the spirit and soul are well protected. I don't know the finer details of that, but as I'm talking about it, spirit's making me aware, like, no, don't worry. (laughs) Don't feel bad for the babies. They're coming in with a whole bunch of love and a whole bunch of angels and spirits all around them. Okay, thank you, Spirit. That's awesome to hear as I was talking about that. But the truth is that when we come into this existence, we come with all the secrets of the universe. We have no veil between us and the other world for animals and children. So when I talk about the veil, that's a mediumship term. That's really that all that separates us in this physical experience from that of the world of spirit. That's how come, you know, old philosophies, even in the 90s, when they tried to explain this, they're like, no, heaven is right here. (laughs) It's not some far off distance place. It's right here. Some people talk about it in space of dimensions. We're in like one dimension. They're in the other dimension. There's even talks about we're living multiple experiences in multiple dimensions. Don't exactly know what I feel about that. I haven't thought too much about it. But when we come into this human experience, We have all the secrets of the universe. There is no veil. So we are able to see and experience the world of spirit. Visitations are constant from the other side, whether it's our departed loved ones who left before us and who held our children before they came into this experience, who are sticking by their side so that they feel completely still um, at peace that they are surrounded by loved ones that they knew from experiences before they came in and also kind of transitioning into this life experience and it is my true belief that we don't have the veil the veil does not kind of like the curtains don't close until around the age of four years old Um, and this is I've seen it with my own children and I used to be a babysitter in high school and I had a few experiences when I was a young kid having kids say some things to me that were like totally freaky and back then I was definitely aware of mediumship even as a teenager but I was more about ghosts and earthbound spirits which I don't believe in anymore Um, but I was like oh this is all freaky and paranormal what is going on but I kind of wanted to share a story 
that I heard that just kind of floored me and really summed up the experience children have when it comes to starting to have that veil close up a little bit. For a lot of children, the veil closes and that we are now on our path on this human experience that we signed up for. So the story goes, and it was told by Father Richard Roy, that there was a little boy who was about four years old And one day his parents brought home their new baby and he told his parents, I need to talk to my little brother. And the parents said, okay, well, he's right here. Just talk to him. He'll hear you. And he said, no, I need to talk to them, him alone. So the parents reluctantly left the room and closed the door behind them and started listening in. And the, and the four-year-old went up to this baby brother and said, quick, before they come back, who made you? Where did you come from? I'm starting to forget. And I get really emotional every time I think about that story because it completely sums up the experience that children have when they start to forget where they came from. And that's by design, so nobody feel bad, but that story completely floored me. And I hope everyone has goosebumps here right now because it... So it's around the age of four that we start forming the opinions of our parents. We start being influenced by our friends and by our living experiences. This is where it's very important for children to understand and learn from adult behavior and peer behavior. And we start getting influenced by our outer experiences. And we start having less experiences seeing angels. We start having less experiences seeing our guides. A lot of people actually, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, like close their abilities around this time and don't rediscover them until later in their life, which is usually charted. And now, unless you're on a spiritual journey, whether that's through development or through spiritual or through religious, you don't even think about terms like disconnected. But if you are on that path and you have an interest in those things, as we get older, we will ebb and flow with the awareness of our connection with spirit. It doesn't mean that we are disconnected. It means that our level of awareness of that vibration and that connection wavers based off of what we're going through in our life. So when I decided at 31 to hop onto the development path for the last time, because I I had hopped on it quite a bit throughout my life, starting at around seven years old, and I always kind of like lost interest, and then I never stuck to it, but this time I was like, hey, I'm serious, I'm signing up. Well, let me tell you, there was a lot of things that came about after that that I knew I was kind of being challenged and tested, like, okay, you want to spiritually expand? This is the spiritual expansion path. This is the teacher path. I always knew I wanted to teach because I had the most amazing first teacher, And I saw just through her experiences that she had to experience a lot of, I'm going to use the word shit here, because she needed to teach us and and kind of save us from those experiences and encountering them ourselves. doesn't mean that we're not going to have our own unique experiences, but teachers, people who choose to teach usually have a very colorful path because we need to kind of experience it all so that we're able to come from a place of understanding for the people who choose to study under us. Now, as I was going through the ebbs and flow of life, you know, losses and, you know, especially when you're developing really early on, a lot of the experiences that we have are so powerful. Like I remember the first time that spirit told me in a meditation, hold up your necklace. 
and I held up my necklace. I took it off and it was a crystal called Endocolite, which is the medium stone. I was obsessed with it and I still am when it comes to crystals. And I held it up in front of me and this thing started swinging and like going around in a circle that was so high, so intense. I started crying because I could feel the love of spirit around me. I'd never heard of a pendulum. I had no idea what it was, but this I had this experience and I was gifted with it. And it felt like a true gift from the world of spirit at that moment. But let's face it, those kinds of experiences are far and few between. So it's those moments between these deep connected experiences that we start to feel like we are disconnected. And how come I got emotional before I hopped on because I went back to my old blog entries around this was because I was literally Googling, does spirit hate me? Am I in trouble? Did I, did my ego creep up too much? Like, am I being punished by the world of spirit? Because I found that in those moments of quiet that I was disconnected from spirit. And, you know, as lovely as my first teacher was, there wasn't a whole bunch of like vulnerable conversations like I'm having with you guys through this podcast. There was some, but like not to this level. And sometimes you don't talk about this with your peers because, you know, ego will creep up and you're like, wow, I'm like not as connected as everybody else or like I'm not as evolved as everybody else. And you get caught in that comparison trap. And if you look at my other episode, Comparing Your Rise to Others, we will discuss this and um, check that out if what I just said totally rings true to you. And that's what I found is that nobody was writing about this stuff. I could Google it and Google it and Google it. And I could look up different podcast episodes. And back in 2014, when I was experiencing all this, nobody was talking about it. And that's why I started my blog. I'm like, I am going to start documenting all these hangups and all these fears and worries and anxieties that I have and just pray that somebody stumbles upon it one day through Google search. And they do. And tons of people, like I just checked the stats, thousands of people are reading the blog. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, At least I know it's helping other people. But I do find now in 2019, people are starting to be a lot more vulnerable. Thank you, Brene Brown. So now we're starting to have real conversations without the risk of being seen as less than thou. Another experience I really wanted to share with you where I felt incredibly connected, though it was my first experience of being energy sick, which I talk about in one of my very first episodes. So I was like sitting there in a meditation and I used to meditate every single day at the same time, same space, same time, every single day. And I mean, I only did it for about 15 minutes. And again, this was really early on. I wish I had that kind of dedication now, but I I just don't for some reason. But I wasn't even that deep under. It was probably 30 seconds into my meditation. I was listening to the Shamanic Dreams 2 track. And all of a sudden, I started getting this pounding on the top of my head. And it was such a strong force that my head was actually juddering down. It's like I was like, you know when you flinch because you're about to be hit? It was like that. And it was like this pounding on the top of my head. And it was so physical and I was so aware. And I actually had a thought. I remember thinking, am I being abducted by aliens? Like what is going on? And I realized much later it was a download and I had to stop it. It was too intense. I let it go for about a couple minutes, but it became too intense for me and I had to stop. And then I went to a reading later that day and it was just a practice reading. I was not, um, this was back in 2016 before I got pregnant with my son. I was not a practicing medium. I was still just, you know, practicing on other people um, for free. And I went to this practice reading and I knew everything. Like things were so crystal clear. 
I didn't get a single thing wrong. I started reading this woman for over an hour because I was like so in that flow. And then sure enough, right after that was the first time I turned to food. I ended up going to McDonald's to eat some crappy food because my body instinctively felt so drained that I needed to feel that grounding. And so I turned to food, which is a habit I've still been trying to break out of, grounding through bad food. Um, But then I got sick and then that energy sickness appeared to me in a way that was like flu-like symptoms. I broke into sweats. I couldn't get out of bed. I felt nauseous. I had a headache. No amount of Advil, Tylenol, or anything could get rid of it. It was such an intense experience. And I've only had one experience like that since. But after that experience, I would continue on with my meditation practice and I would never feel that kind of connection again. And it made me realize, and my teacher did say this to me. She said, you know, really enjoy your first two years of development because the experiences that you have are so potent, are so there and so magical that you won't experience them to that ability once you kind of go down that development journey. So really enjoy them. And that's something I hope everybody here hears because we're so hard on ourselves the first few years of our development because we think that we're not where we should be. And I talk about this a lot. And we think that, um, you know, other people are having more profound experiences. We start to doubt ourselves. And if we could really just like surrender and just like settle into it and accept what is, I promise you these magical experiences that only come really in those first few years, you will feel so much more gratitude towards them. So I totally digress. I wasn't even going to talk about that stuff. But what I do want to talk about is when we get on later in life and we're on this path and we start having this language around being disconnected. Um, this is really an ego conversation. It's only the appearance of the mighty ego that makes us feel separated, right? Ego comes up and makes us feel separated. It's not the true essence of our spirit. So you need to check into that when you start thinking I'm disconnected or I'm much like I was saying, like I'm not Um, spirit is not connecting with me anymore. Like I must've done something wrong. You have to understand that this is the ego. This is the fear. This is the doubt that comes up. And it's pretty easy to navigate once you can identify that that's not actually your true thought. That's not actually the true essence of your spirit. And that is not what spirit wants you to think. And if you can identify like, this is my ego creeping up. Thank you, ego, for keeping me alive and keeping, you know, there's a lot of blessings with the ego, but you don't have a purpose Um, in the here and now in this place and allow the ego to kind of like step aside so that you're able to feel that connection again. And also in truth, when we start to feel this and we start realizing that we're in an ebb, that's what I call it, right? Ebb and flow. When we're in an ebb, sometimes this is spirit kind of telling us, look, like stop focusing on us, stop focusing on, you know, your spiritual path just for a moment because there's other areas of your life that need attention. So you really need to kind of take a stock at your life because sometimes we're on that intuitive development journey. We are all in and we can kind of forget the human experience for a little while. So you might want to look around and be like, how's my career going? How's my marriage? How's my relationships? You know, start looking at the other areas of your life, even your health and wellness. I know that every time I go deep into a spiritual practice, I'm not taking care of my physical body. And I don't know why that is for me. I don't know if other people experience like there's always that imbalance. (laughs) It's like either I'm 
working on spiritual wellness or I'm working on physical wellness. And for some reason, I just can't marry the two. So I know sometimes when I feel like spirit, I can't feel them as much. I now instinctively start looking like, okay, like what's going on? Yeah, I need to focus on my my eating habits a little bit more now. So that's not spirit's way of abandoning abandoning you or forgetting about you. It's spirit's way of protecting you and saying, you know, you signed up for a lot more than the spiritual journey. So don't forget this human experience. Start focusing outside of this practice so that you're able to feel whole and complete and, you know, really kind of learn what you came here to learn, which is not all about that remembering. And another factor that might come into play if you start coming up with this, you know, saying like I'm disconnected or I'm in my ebb right now, is that you have to understand that the spirit world is at a specific vibration. And for us to meet that vibration, and we learn this through mediumship development, it takes a lot of work to get our bodies up to that vibration to meet spirit and spirit bringing their vibrations down to meet ours and have that blending. So if we're going through something like just say a breakup or, you know, I had a health scare experience last year due to stress and anxiety for the first time in my life, after that, there was no way I could raise my vibrations enough to actually meet that at the level of spirits that I'm able to get clear messages from them because I'm just so down in the dumps and needing to focus on my health and wellness, my mental health and wellness before I can get to that spiritual health and wellness and get to that vibration high enough that I can meet that of spirits. So you have to think about that sometimes. And if you are in that lower vibration, I don't want you to spiritually bypass or light wash and, you know, try to get those vibrations up. Look at getting well. Look at getting well and just trust me that spirit is always around us and we are always connected to source, as connected as any other time. Again, I repeat, when we go through these experiences, it's just our level of awareness and comprehension that wavers and that keeps us from feeling that deep connection because of the vibrational frequencies. And I hope that makes sense. There's not a whole lot more I can say about this that I haven't already said and shared my own experiences with it. But I do hope that you build that trust and you build that belief and that faith and your connection and just keep repeating to yourself, I am never disconnected. And I even actually want you to completely eliminate that word from your vocabulary and start coming up with your own language around it. You could even say my level of awareness of my connection right now is like not strong. I don't know how you want to do it. I'll leave that up to you. But I highly recommend that just for your own spiritual wellness sake that you do that. And I want to leave this podcast with a quote, but before I read this quote, I want to say too that we might get used to feeling spirit in a certain way and feeling our spiritual connection in a certain way. Um, For me, I feel it in my heart. I feel it on my back. I feel it very physically. Now, we also have to kind of understand that spirit wants us to grow and learn and expand. So they might be trying to come with us in a different way. They might be trying to get our attention in a different way. Maybe it's clairvoyant or maybe it's clairaudience through music. And so I want you to be aware of that too, okay? If you're not picking up the sensations of spirit or your connection in the ways that you are used to, start looking at other ways that it might be coming through. So the quote goes, God spoke to me in flowers today, and I, who was awaiting her words, 
almost missed the conversation. That is a very profound quote for me because it is completely sums up the essence of how spirit communicates with us and how we sometimes miss because we have these expectations and we have these boundaries and really spiritual connection is boundless. So that's it for me today, guys. I'll chat with you again in another week or two. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram at Squamish Medium if you're talking about it. And I hope it helps somebody out there and I trust that it will. Thank you guys.